Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. Psalms 103 and verse 7. And it says it like this. He revealed his ways to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. Everybody say his ways. His deeds. He revealed his ways to Moses and his deeds to a whole bunch of people. So, what's the difference between the ways of God and the deeds of God? Let me, I am not here to be critical of you at all or to make you feel like you're not where you should. Well, you know, is anybody here where they should be? <laughs> We're always reaching, right? You want to reach? All right. I, I'm going to, before I'm all done, I want you to be reaching to know his ways and not just his deeds. Okay, so the deeds of God. We're praying for God to heal. How many want to see God heal? We're see, praying for deliverance. How many want to see, I want to see that? We're praying for all kinds of things, but that is the acts or the deeds that God is capable and willing to do. And, and we get all excited to see, and we're praying for what he will do. But I tell you what, there's a few that pursue the direction. When, when Moses uh, 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 was praying, and I'm going to show you this, he, and God revealed his ways to Moses, it was, it was more than just what he could do. And it's, let, me, let me just read this for you, and then I can expound on that a little bit more. I'm in Exodus chapter 33. In uh, starting at verse 20, 12, uh, verse 12 of Exodus 33, Moses said to the Lord, you, Look, you've told me, lead this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You said, I know you by name, and I have also found favor in, uh, you've also found favor in my sight. Now, if I have indeed found favor in your sight, please teach me your ways. And I will know you and find favor in your sight. Listen to this. The only reason that Psalms 103 verse 7 says Moses knew his ways is because Moses pursued it. It didn't just, you know, you want God to drop something on you? I'm going to tell you what. Those that hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. If you are filled and full right now of the world and carnality and, and all you want is God to come in and God love you. You know, uh, uh, I, I'm desperate with need. I want you to act it for me. I want you to touch this part of my life. I want you to heal this and I'm, I'm wounded. I'm all of these things. And you want God to act? Well, I'm here to tell you something. He wants you to pursue him, not just his actions. He wants you to pursue him with your life. Oh, I want to see God do great things. 
I got to tell you what, we're about to enter into a time where God's going to do great things, but there's going to be a group of people that's going to see his acts and go, oh. And there's going to be a group of people that know his ways and be a part of that action. I want to be a part of, not, not, I, I, I don't know, trying to communicate this. It is, in my journey, in maturity, and trying to grow into that full stature of what Christ has called me to be. There's been a times I've pursued his acts more than anything else, wanting to see God to do something. And it was like Danny said the other day, it was more to prove that I was right than it was to know him. There was, it was kind of mixed up. I, I think there's, we may all go through that, but I know I did. But I have no desire. I know God can. I know, I, there's no question in my mind. What I want in my life right now is the ways of God to be known to me, the direction that he goes, the, 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 his nature. I want that to be a part. And then the acts of God, they're just going to be a part of us. But think about this. Moses uh, uh, just, he flees Egypt, if you read it in Exodus He's on the backside of a mountain, tending sheep, and all of a sudden a bush is burning, and it's not being consumed. He gets all, he's like, what in the world's going on over there? He goes over there, and the bush speaks. That would get my attention. I mean, that's a pretty good act right there. And uh, uh, take your shoes off. All right, what's going on here? And he, he begins to share that uh, God speaking through that burning bush that you need to go back to Egypt. He said, well, if I go back there, who is it that's sending me? What's your name? You know what God said? I'm not telling you. He just said, I am. I exist. We said, okay. I guess I got to go. Boy, that's quite a show right there. How how am I going to know? You know, if I'm going to go, how are you going to show that I'm coming for you and all that, and, and the Lord spoke from the bush. He said, what's in your hand? He said, a rod. I don't believe that Moses thought for a moment when he picked out that staff that it would turn into what it did. I, it was a stick of wood. You know, maybe he whittled it fashion. Maybe he had something fancy on that. And the Lord said, through that bush, throw it down on the ground. Boom, it threw it down on the ground. It turned into a snake. You know what Moses did? He turned around and ran. And the Lord said, pick it up. Grabbed it by the tail, turned back into his enemy. He's like, whoa, this is cool. You talk about, man, I'm going to go in there with some hocus pocus, and I'm going to show these Egyptians what's going on and what. So Moses turns around, he goes to um, uh, back to Egypt, and he begins, you know, God... Speaking to Israel, and, and God shows some wonders and signs and, and all of the plagues that went through Israel, and, and act after act after act of God doing something. And, and, and until the, finally the death angel goes over Egypt, and they're thrust out, and they get to the Red Sea, and Moses lifts up the rod. You know what happened? God acted again. Boom, the Red Sea parts. They go through the 
as the Egyptians, you know, God sets it up, and they get into the middle of the Red Sea that's parted, and guess what God does? It all collapses. The, the world power, the military might of the world power in the day was destroyed by the act of God. Now, you would think that Moses would say, pretty cool. I mean, he even got to be involved, but you would think that, yeah, hey, that, yeah, that ought to be enough for you. You know, you, you got to see all of these things. Wouldn't it be cool to see all that stuff? But yet for Moses, it wasn't enough. He said, Lord, I, that all pales in comparison to somehow knowing you. You know my name. I believe that, God, you know, because uh, God kept himself distant. Why did God keep himself distant from, from Israel and, and Moses at the time? Because there had not yet been that perfect sacrifice so that he could be in fellowship. He still, in fact, he says in this, let me see if, uh, read this. He says, now can... Uh, now consider that this nation is your people. The Lord replies, my present will go with you and I'll give you rest. He said, if your present does not go, if your presence does not go, Moses responded to him, don't make us go up from here. How will it be known that I and your people have found favor in your sight unless you go with us? And I and your people will be distinguished by this from all other people on the face of the earth. And the Lord answered, Moses, he said, I will do this very thing you've asked, for you have found favor in my sight, and I will know you by name. I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim uh, the name of Yahweh before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he answered, you cannot see my face. He said, but there's a place near me. So, so this is where uh, Moses asked, he, he said in another translation, he said, Lord, in all of this, all that you're doing, all these acts, he said, would you show me your glory? Did you ever read that in the scripture where Moses has said, did you ever pray that prayer? I have. As a young man, I said, Lord, I, man, I can't imagine what Moses saw that day and the glory of God. And so, so uh, God, uh, Moses asked God, would you show me your glory? After all of the incredible events that transpired, Moses wasn't satisfied. He said, there's something more to hear. These are what you're doing. I'm going to tell you, church, listen, God is able to do all kinds of things. But it's the glory of God that he wants to reveal to you. It's something so far deeper than what he can do. It's really who he is. And so God says, listen, he said, you can't, uh, you can't see me and live. He said, but there's a place by me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let my glory pass by. And he took him to a place, Moses, in the cleft of a rock, and the glory of God passed by. And as he's going by, uh, uh, he shielded Moses until he's just about past, and he, and he let 
Moses see, the scripture says, his hinder parts. In other words, as he's going away. And it was so incredible. It was so powerful. And I, I, there's some uh, scholars that believe, and I believe it was probably then that Moses received the revelation of, of creation and all of those things. It was during that, that moment and that encounter with God. And, uh, but Moses saw all of the glory that was humanly possible to see. And uh, he says, I'll put you in a crevice of rock. I'll cover you with my hand until I pass by. Then I'll take my hand away, and you will see my back. But my face will not be seen. So let's fast forward. Jesus comes to earth. God manifests in the flesh. The image of the invisible God. We beheld His glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The glory of God in human form. That because of the veil of, of the flesh, you were, it was capable to gaze upon Him. You could look upon Him and not be consumed. And what happened was the acts of God flowed through the man, Christ Jesus until he created such a stir amongst the religious of his day that they had to put him to death. They had to get rid of him because it was going to ruin their traditions. They were all uh, students of the acts of God. They are all students of what God did in history, but yet they had no concept and no desire to know his ways. i got to tell you, folks, I want to know his ways. I want to just see what he does. I, I don't want to be just a, 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 a part of, of some gifts of the Spirit operating. Oh, look what God does. And so I want, to, I want to be a part of his ways. And let, let those attributes and acts just be the natural outcome of a life that is connected. It's, he is, that is not the pursuit he is the pursuit. When he is the pursuit, whew, when you pursue just his acts, you might get some, but you're not getting all that you should be getting. So the express image, the glory of God, that perfect sacrifice, when he cried out, it is finished on the cross, it wasn't a cry of defeat, but it was a cry of victory. Graves open. Literally, he went to the center of the earth, and he got the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Triumphed over all of that. And he caused us to be able to connect with the very glory of God without being consumed. When the veil in the temple, and when he said it was finished, the veil in the temple ran into. Why? Because we have access, complete, unfettered access to the glory of God. And if you pursue this, listen, if this is just so, if you pursue Him, if you pursue His way, His direction, His plan, His purpose, 
and not just, God, I want you to do A, B, C in my life. I need this done and that done. And, yeah, we all have needs. And you come in here, and I don't belittle your needs. God, you need healing, and you have family members that are addicted and, and, and trouble in marriages and all. That's great to, to pray, God, to, to move. But I'm here to tell you that is the tip of the iceberg of who he is. And when you pursue him, all of these things the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God in his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you. When you seek the things, you're going to be limited in what else you have access to. The things, the acts. But you seek the kingdom, his ways. Watch, watch. What, uh, my goodness, this is good preaching. Well, I didn't do that for applause. I just telling you it was good. So listen to this as I do not close yet. So as a young man, and I mean a young man, uh, not much older, um, when I repented of my sins and told the Lord that my life was His. It's a necessary step. If you've never done that, I highly suggest you do that. God, forgive me for the life I lived that was selfish. And I repented. And then I literally, as, as you are going to be, I was baptized. I was buried with Him in baptism. And, and it the guilt, the shame that I carried was washed away because of the power of His blood. Risen in a newness of life. Who wouldn't want to do that? Okay? And I'm glad some of you have made that. I got to tell you, man, oh man, it, it translates you. It allows you to be a partaker of His glory that I'm going to share in this. And and so, uh, but God, as I was, as I began to read through the Scripture myself, this that I'm going to read to you jumped off the page at me. And um, I've, I've, I've always, always questioned it. Like, God, why? What, what are you saying here? There's more to this. And I'm here to tell you after 40-plus years, seriously, I see it. So God... Put something on your heart as a young man, and now 40 years later, he's revealing? Yes. Does he do that? All the time. But I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, because God in my life made some declarations as I pursued him about, uh, um, about his kingdom, about him. I got to tell you, I, I was born into, Jeannie and I both, were born into the most screwed-up church you could ever imagine. Anybody ever been in a screwed-up church? Holy smokes. It, it was a mess. And I'm not talking about the denomination. I'm talking about that assembly was a mess. 
But somehow you say, well, you know, and there's some of you that you get so offended because you were in a screwed up church that you let, you, you stop God, you stop pursuing his way. And I'm going to take, knock it off. We don't got time for that anymore. You, you get caught up in a religious, you cloak yourself in religion and you were offended. Big deal, everybody gets offended. I'm not yelling at you. But it's time. Man, God is not a specific denomination or even a specific assembly. You're going you're gonna to hold back on him? You're using an excuse for your flesh. Okay, I'm, I'm, done, I'm done yelling. I'm done yelling at you, honestly. Well, no, I'm not done yelling. All right, so anyway, in, in all of that mess, I, what I did was we found God. We found him. I mean, he, he touched our hearts. He, he kept drawing us. And, and as we listened to him, man, oh, man, he revealed more and more and more and, and, uh, until here I am today. As a result, not, oh, look what you've done. No, I'm telling you what. I've had some, we have done this together. But what he's revealed here. So listen to this part. This is in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 4 through 18. You need to write it down and read it again and again and again. Because this is incredible. It says, we have this kind of confidence towards God through Christ. It is not that we are competent in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but we are comp- our competence is from God, who has made us competent to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. Say, not of the letter. Somebody hold up your Bible. Somebody hold up a Bible. Not, okay, okay, we'll do that. I'm with you. We're in the 21st century. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. You putting down the Scripture? Nope. I'm elevating the Spirit of God that's in you. He says, uh, listen to this. Now, if the ministry of death chiseled in letters on stone came with glory so that the Israelites were not able to look directly at Moses' face because of the glory from his face, a fading glory, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? Question mark. The ministry of the... You ever see anybody's face shine? I, I, I honestly, I've, we're in, we're in a, um, we had the trip from hell uh, trying to get from Oklahoma City to home a couple weeks ago, just one thing after another. We're in uh, this um, United Airlines customer service line for hours. Not that I'm angry. But there was a lady behind us. Couple, couple, you know, four or five behind. And I looked at her face. I said, that woman is filled with the Holy Ghost. Didn't even, didn't meet her, you know. Got through one thing after another. So we're waiting, trying to get someplace. And there she is on the sidewalk. And Jeannie and I, and I said, hey, what, what are you doing? She's trying to get to a hotel room. It was a mess. I said, we got just talking, uh, and, uh, and anyway, come out, she was filled with the Holy Ghost. And uh, 
I said, you're coming with us. I said, we're, we're, I said, we're, we're getting a cab. Anyway, long story short. But the glory of God, it, it, it is not as subtle as you think it is. Okay? You need to, God is going to cause us to recognize one another more and more as the day comes. So, but I do believe that the, the glory of God, let me just read this, a fading glory, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? For if uh, the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness overflows with even more glory. In fact, what had been glorious is not glorious now by comparison because of the glory that surpasses. Are you following me? Listen to this. For if what was fading away was glorious, what endures will even be more glorious. Therefore, having such a hope, we use great boldness. We are not like Moses who, put, who used uh, to put a veil over his face so the Israelites could not stand, uh, could not stare at the end of what was fading away, but their minds were closed. For this, for to this day, at the reading of the Old Covenant, the same veil remains. It is not lifted because it is set aside only in Christ. <laughs> if to this day, whenever Moses read, a veil lies over their hearts, but whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We all have unveiled faces, are looking as in a mirror at the glory of God and being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. And this is from uh, the Lord who is the Spirit. There's too much there to unpack in one moment. But I'm going to tell you what. You ought to shine. When you are constantly in need and want, I've got to do this. God, do this. God, you want to see his acts. You want to see his acts. You want to see his acts. And we're going to pray God's acts in your life. And if it gets you to stop long enough to look at a burning bush, and, and, and come in relationship enough that eventually in your life, you're going to look to him and say, Lord, I don't want to just know your acts. I want to know you. I, I want to know your ways. I want to be, a, if, you, if you stop long enough to, like, his image is a part of you and you're staring at that reflection. What it literally does, the world sees the glory of God in us. Whoa, God, if we see the if you see the acts of God, isn't it? Aren't they gonna be convinced? I'm gonna tell you something. God wants this world to see his glory in you. I can't do that. I'm gonna veil my face. Listen. Some of you are as carnal as a hunk of bacon. Yeah, everybody does, see? And, 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 and you think, well, I could never, I'm going to veil my face. I'm going to veil my face. I'm going to veil my sin. Well, as, as long as you keep that carnality veiling you, you'll never pull it aside enough to look at the glory of God and then be a reflection of that. Come on, man. His grace, 
the power of the cross has granted you access to incredible glory, and he doesn't put you in a, in, a, in a crevice. He doesn't hide it at all. He wants to reveal it all through us. He does. He wants the glory of God. Not to, It's not going to come from a heavenly place. It's going to come from a spiritual place. It's going to come from a ministry of the Spirit that is much more powerful than you out there beating people with a Bible. Yeah, I butchered people with Scripture before. But it was not a ministry of the Spirit. It was stone, and I beat them to death with it. But I got to tell you what, Christ in you, the love of God shed abroad in our hearts, the, the, the glory of God revealed by the gifts of the Spirit that He willingly and desires to cause, to, to flow through us. He, wants to, he said He wants to share His glory with us. We don't do that as if that comes from us. We know the source of that. But man, oh man, I am in the time when I am ready for the glory of God to be revealed. And I say it again. It, it, it is the collective effort of the body of Christ. Stand with me. Come on up. Yeah. I think you're... As the magicians come, I mean the musicians... How many want to see his acts? Come on. I do. I do. But unfortunately, in the day that we live, too many people, that's as far as they want to go. It's, it's you know, I want to be, we want to be the best church. We want to be, you know, we want to declare what is truth and all. And, and you know something? If we know his ways... Every, all that kind of stuff just kind of it melts away. It's like, God, you know, there's people that, that may not believe the same way. And they may be off in false doctrine. Are you here to criticize them or to be Jesus to them? Come on, man. Are you here there to declare that, man, the acts of God are happening here? I don't care where the acts are happening. I want to know people that are pursuing the ways of God. Yeah, I, I hope, man, I just, I, look, it's, it's, it's still being worked in my heart and mind. But I'm telling you, we're living in a day when the glory of God will be revealed. And it's going to be revealed in us. And it's going to be a glory far surpassing anything that's ever been before. It, they, they, they did it in the New Testament church in the first century. And, and the enemy and the spirit of the world had to kill it. Because those guys were dangerous. But God in this hour is, is bringing back the fullness of the body of Christ to this world. He's going to be, he is going to be put on display. And I understand... If you're just satisfied with his acts, stick around. You're going to see him. You will. It's going to happen all around us and through us. 
But I got to tell you what, you're underselling this thing by a long shot. Because God wants you to pursue him to the point that his glory, it's not just your needs being met, but his glory is poured through your life. How many want that? Come on. Father, today I am so grateful for your word that just brings life, that, that, that spirit word, that rhema word that just touches us and blesses us. It gives us direction. I want to know your ways. You know my life. I want to know your ways. I want to know your ways, Jesus. So as they sing, and all you old people come up front and worship, if you have a need, listen, there's going to be the gifts that are here, and God is going to act. You have a need, that's great. Well, I want to pray for you, but I'm asking some of you to pray. God, I want to know your ways. Show me your ways. And you know what? He's going to do that. Let's worship together. Jesus. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.